This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani coming to you from Palm Beach and uh, ready to ready to wonder if this whole situation with the president uh, not calling his secretary of defense for four days last week, therefore not knowing that his secretary of defense was out of work in a hospital, getting some kind of as yet undisclosed to us, the public who employ him, uh, illness. Uh, how's that possible? Because there's a bigger question here that, that the uh, suck-up press doesn't ask, you know, sucking up to the demented idiot that we have in the White House, which uh, therefore doesn't alert the American people to the danger we face and the lives we lose because we're doing something I don't think anyone believed we would do. We watch this man and we know that uh, he would be, he'd be one of the, you know, really kind of bad ones in a nursing home in the sense of, the guy who really couldn't do much for himself. Uh, he needs help figuring out where he's going. He can't finish sentences. Uh, he thinks people are alive that are dead, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, on the other hand, he's the most important man in the world, and he has a, a deadly power, and he's used it to kill people. Uh, just in case you think I'm exaggerating, I'd like you to consider Afghanistan. A responsible person uh, of moderate intelligence would have figured out that you take out the um, you take out the civilians first in a country that's going to be taken over by four different terrorist groups uh, which is what was being told to him and and uh, those people were telling him that so he didn't withdraw precipitously that he would with would, would leave somebody behind something behind but even though he 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 uh, overruled that you would think he would he would leave carefully, not like an idiot and moron, which is what he did. Now, it's fine if he's an idiot and moron, but people die as a result of that when we were stupid enough to make him president. And he's still there, and he's still killing people. And now, I don't know why you keep him there. I don't know why the, the Congress didn't go crazy when he wasn't in contact with his Secretary of Defense for four days. It means he doesn't work. I mean, we know that. I mean, he's taken more vacation days than any American, American in history. His lying press secretaries say, oh, he works all the time. We know he doesn't. We see him laying on a beach. We know he doesn't work at all. He's not capable of it. You think this guy can read? I know. He couldn't have. He, he, he didn't read 20 years ago. Like the, probably the dumbest guy before he was demented that got into the White House. I know... Um, I know my uh, my good friend Miranda Devine has a devastating uh, piece today about him and about what an evil man he really is, but she overestimates his uh, calculating ability. A lot of this, uh, a lot of this is uh, just pure luck in the sense that 
Um, he was finished for president. And then they just, they, they don't, they didn't have anybody that, uh, was, um, uh, vague enough, uh, to, 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 uh, pretend that the guy was a moderate to run against, uh, to run against Trump. They didn't, they didn't want him. Uh, the, the Obama Soros group originally wanted Kamala Harris until she turned out to be a, um, I don't know. It would be like having some, uh, uh, some kind of a, a talking, um, uh, like ventriloquist and, and little puppet. Uh, so she, I mean, she went out after one debate after, uh, Tulsi Gabbard took it apart. And then they had it, they had to go with somebody and they decided on Joe. Remember, Joe lost the first two uh, primaries. He got walloped in uh, New Hampshire, which is why he doesn't want to return there. And uh, he had gotten walloped in Iowa. And then luckily he went to South Carolina and he won there, uh, uh, really because South Carolina it was a, a purely black vote, which of course Democrats command 80, 90 percent of. And uh, that vote, um, it was a very, very small vote. He won that, and the party got together, and like they pushed everybody out of the way for Hillary, probably cheated in order to get her the nomination against Bernie Sanders, they did the same thing for him. So now we're stuck with him. And uh, we've been getting this nonsense for three years because he takes so much time off that he works. Well, if he works, how was it they didn't call a secretary of defense in four days? I don't think I, I don't think I could find a president in modern times that went four days without talking to their secretary of defense or deputy secretary of defense. Now, it turns out that the deputy secretary of defense, who I bet you didn't know her name, I didn't either, Kathleen Hicks, well, she was on vacation in Puerto Rico. So they really coordinate well. You know, I, I, uh, I had a deputy mayor who, who would uh, be the who would act as the mayor when I was I think out of the state anytime I was out of the state uh, and I coordinate with him when I had to leave we t- and I had, I had actually uh, two or three designated there's the main one and then somebody after him and somebody after him and anytime I was going to leave we sat down and we talked it out first of all because we were intelligent not morons like Biden and two all of us uh, you know none of us were suffering from a mental illness like he does. But what about the people around him? What about Austin? What, what about him? I mean, for four or five days, he's hiding in the hospital. Did he, did he tell his, sec- his deputy secretary that he was in the hospital? And then why don't you come back from vacation if that's the case? I mean, I'm sorry. I know you can do everything from everywhere. But it is actually a lot more effective and a lot more efficient if, God forbid, there's a national emergency that you're at the command center. I think I know a little bit about this. And these people are completely incompetent, lazy bums. Completely incompetent, lazy bums. That what Austin did would be firing time anywhere, in any company, any government. If, if my, uh, what, what's the equivalent of the secretary, the police commissioner? If my police commissioner went into the hospital for four or five days, didn't tell me, and his deputy was off in Puerto Rico, we'd have a new police commissioner and a new deputy police commissioner the next day. And then that would be a sign that nobody else is going to do that. But, of course, it, 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 it's uh, ridiculous to think that that's the case. When my police commissioner had to have um, 
heart surgery. He called me from the doctor's office. Because he went ahead and did it right away. Of course, he was a close friend of mine as well. And he, I didn't forget his name all the time, like Biden does with Austin. This is ridiculous that we tolerate this. It's on us now. It's on us. It's on every Republican and every Democrat in Washington who doesn't speak up, including Democrats, and say it's time for him to get the hell out. It is intolerable that at a time in which there are two major wars in which we are playing a large role, coordinating and assisting and providing billions of dollars, and our troops are being fired on 100, over 100 times by, uh, by Iran, and we're, um, you know, we're just allowing it to happen, it's unheard of that the President of the United States would not know where the hell his Secretary of Defense was or care. And it's completely unheard of the Secretary of Defense would do the same thing. Both of them have to be fired to protect the people of the United States, not for political reasons. Not I, look, As a Republican, I want to run against this guy. I figure, I mean, if the American people were ever to select him instead of Trump, I, I'd have to give up on the American people. All you got to do is compare four years of Trump and four years of him. I don't care. I say all bad things about both of them. One, you know, Biden is a major crook. He's a pervert. He's all these other things. Trump, they, you, people think, I don't know what they think he, he is. He can be a dictator or whatever. Put all the garbage aside and say, what were the four years under Trump? What were the four years under Biden? Let's start off with the fact that the world was at peace. Uh, <laughs> the world's not at peace now. The world is close to a possible world war. I don't think we're going to have one, maybe because I'm an optimist, but it, I also don't dismiss it. I sure never thought that when, when Trump was there. Our economy was 100% terrific. Here we have a debate between Bidenomics, who say, and they say, well, everything's great, a lot of jobs, a lot of raises. And then you look at it, and the raise is really an effective reduction because the value of the dollar has gone down. So in real terms, he's had about a 16% reduction in wages, something like that. And there's no question that we have massive inflation. Now, it, it tailed off somewhat, but it's still there. It doesn't matter if it tails off, you still can't afford the food. We didn't have that under, under Trump. We didn't have, we didn't have uh, people having trouble buying food. We had the best economy ever for blacks and Hispanics and poor people from a Republican. Who would have thought that? We had, we had peace going on in the Middle East. He's got the, the King of Jordan telling his Secretary of State, who I guess he does talk to, uh, lecturing him that he better get Israel to end the war. Or there's going to be a big major war in the, in the, in the, in the Mideast. Was, did that ever happen under Trump? No, just the opposite, right? And where the hell does King Abdullah II come off telling him, telling the United States what we should tell Israel? How about uh, Blinken? Uh, why doesn't Blinken become a man? Uh, and I mean this now in a, in a, in a, in a uh, poetic sense. Like the Godfather said to uh, uh, Johnny Fontaine. Why doesn't he become a man and say to Abdullah, hey, hey, uh, silly face, I tell you what, when you take, when you take, uh, 100,000 Palestinians, you can talk to me. Until then, shut your effing mouth. And uh, I can't imagine how your wife allows you to sleep with her 
when she's Palestinian and you won't let a single Palestinian come into this country. Not a single one. And you're telling me I should tell Israel to, 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 you know, stop the war and let the, let Hamas remain? They've already found enormous amount of evidence now, which they've put out for the world to see, which the world ignores, that they train all of the young people in Palestine to kill Jews. Not just Hamas, all of the young people in Palestine are trained to kill Jews. And you want Bibi Netanyahu to stop wiping them out. Because if he doesn't wipe them out, they're going to do what they're trained to do, kill Jews. And this uh, two-faced little creep who who is only a king because somebody gave his family the deal. And their one time at war, I think they lost a war in, in a day and a half. I mean, they declared war and started running the other way. Under his, fa- under his father or his grandfather or whoever. But the main thing is, they will not allow a single Palestinian in their country. That means they gotta shut up. And that's what Blinken just said to them. What, Jordan can go to war with us? Just say, hey, King Abdullah, you're a make-believe king. You, you run a terrible country. And you won't take a single Palestinian and you shoot your mouth off about it. Which makes you worthless, pal. So shut the hell up. We'll be right back with uh, uh, advice for a few of the other people that are screwing up the world. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. So this is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. I have a question. Who's dumber, Adams or Biden? Adams said he was, uh, he was uh, Biden in the, for the Bronx. Adams is suing uh, 17 small bus companies. And he's saying uh, he's using a statute that says that... Um, that forbids bringing a needy person from out of this state into this state for the purpose of making them a public charge. That is a recipient of taxpayer spending. Well, the, fir- the first thing that admits is they're not coming here to work. Right? Isn't that what Adams was telling us? They're all coming here to work? A- and a second, didn't he invite them all here? And aren't we still a, uh, a, um, a city that basically uh, just does everything for them, including health care. We've been giving them health care for at least a year to, or two years. I mean, California just started it. We decided that on our own. 
well, on that basis, every bus company, uh, air, air, airplane, whatever, is going to have to have a questionnaire. Are you going there to get public services? And then if you are, they won't put you on the plane. Otherwise, they'll get sued by Adams. Now, I, I don't want to go into the details of it. The moment I heard it, I said it violates the interstate commerce clause. And there are at least three cases that are exactly on point. But they don't care if they violate the law. It's all a bunch of bull as far as they're concerned. This guy is squealing like a stuffed pig, and he is the one that invited them here. And he's blaming Abbott, who is trying to stop them from coming in and being hindered in doing that by the president, who's supposed to be protecting our borders. What world do we live in? I know the world we live in. We live in a world that's being engineered toward communism. And Adams and Biden are playing their part. Uh, Hochul is going to uh, uh, reduce the shoplifting. What's she, what's she going to do? <laughs> the, the legislature doesn't listen to her. They look at her and say, hey, moron, shut up. <laughs> they, they haven't changed one of the laws in any way that makes any difference to the record shoplifting that's going on. And America and New York has figured out how to have more of it than California. California may catch up again. Now, those are all three Democrats. And I'd say each one of them is useless. The question is, who's the most useless? The most dangerous is Biden. He gets the most people killed. But they're all equally useless, suing the bus companies. Totally ridiculous. Blaming Abbott instead of blaming Biden. Now, the Customs and Border Patrol for a year, almost a year, has tailored questions for the Chinese immigrants, illegal immigrants. They've gone down from 40 questions, if this is correct, <laughs> to five? Five questions? How can, how can you possibly vet somebody with five questions? Like, uh, they ask them, are you a member of the Communist Party? What do you think a spy coming in here to spy on us is going to say, if you ever ask, are you a member of the Communist Party? Oh, yes, sir, I am a member of the Communist Party, and I am coming here to spy on other Chinese so we can take them back to China or we can kill them while they're here, which they do, by the way. Uh, do you have any, any intentions of uh, be, being involved in uh, espionage against the United States? Of course not. This is absurd. I, I, you, this is absurd. We used to ask 40 questions. Now we ask f five questions because we have to get them in faster. No, no, we don't. We don't have to get them in faster. Who, who said we have to get them in faster? Don't we have to cut down the huge number, record numbers of people coming from the country that that is our biggest opponent, a sworn enemy? We'll be back very shortly. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, this is Rudy Giuliani, and we're back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. On the point we were talking about before, when Adams was inviting them all here uh, for a year or more, uh, offering health care, education, he was telling us what great economic benefit they'd be to the city. Now he says uh, they're all going to go on public welfare. Uh, he also told us how they're just like the old uh, immigrants we used to have. Like hell they are. None of them came here for public welfare. 
They didn't have public welfare. How could they come here for public welfare? They came here to work. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't get nervous. Any of you would get nervous. Please, get the work ethic back. Uh huh. They came here for work. We should have known that was a bunch of Democratic lying bull when it turned out that only 2% showed up for jobs. But now it's worse than that. I told you they were different than the other immigrants we got. Not just, I don't mean the, the, the legendary immigrants of the turn of the century and a little before and after. I'm talking about the ones when I, when I was mayor that were basically coming over the border in numbers that we thought were gigantic and that were 10% of this. These people uh, did largely work. They did largely cause less problems than the people here. But the people coming over now are extraordinarily uh, 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 guided by by the cartels. So they're going to send in a disproportionate number of really dangerous people. And you can see it. A man was stabbed on Randall's Island, and that was a, a day after, or a day of, basically, I mean, two days of fighting on Randall's Island, where they're beating each other, knifing each other. This is, this is what uh, they want to move into your neighborhood. These are the people they want to move into your neighborhood. And... Uh, then, then uh, in addition to that, at Blooming, Bloomingdale's, at Bloomingdale's, we had a what a, a, a major looting that went on. They stormed into Bloomingdale's in in Midtown on Sunday, and uh, just swipe Versace, Dior, and Prada sunglasses. Other items totaling fifty three hundred. The migrants are also scaring the living daylights out of the people near Floyd Bennett Field by going up to their houses and asking for food, asking to be sheltered, asking to be taken in. This is not the, the, uh, the, the even the illegal migrant of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. These are much more dangerous people. Not every one of them, but a large number of them, because these are people selected by the cartels. You see the five questions they ask the Chinese? That's basically what they do in general. So the people who come in that we interview, we don't vet. We don't have the time. We want to get them in so fast. Our safety doesn't mean a damn thing. Biden wants to get these people in as fast as possible so that he can line up uh, voters, legal or illegal. You don't think illegals vote? I know when I said illegals voted in Arizona, they went, oh, no, no, no. Terrible. We have a reintake that's now going to start because they were supposed to. They're supposed to be the heck out of where 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 we're in sixty days, right? They're supposed to go get a job, take care of themselves. Well, they're all coming back now to be uh, um, to be taken care of, and that's the basis on which his lawsuit existed. The people coming in here are going to go on the uh, public uh, dole. Uh, this is seventy thousand people we're talking about. Eighty thousand people. It has to mean a diminution in services for the good people in New York. Abbott has responded to, to Biden by saying, uh, why don't you sue Joe Biden, jerk? He must sit there and say, how could New York have elected this guy? I, oh, I wondered that from the very beginning, as you know. Ah. So let me see. Let's go to politics for one minute. So uh, it looks like the primaries come down to this. Uh, 
Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Uh, Ron DeSantis, got to do well, if not win Iowa. A bad showing in Iowa. The rumor is he's going to drop out and support Trump. Now, you say that sounds strange. It doesn't sound strange to me. I happen to know, because I know people close in his campaign, that he despises Nikki Haley. He thinks she's dishonest. He thinks that Ramaswamy performed a public service when he went after her. Remember, he never never interrupted that. He just watched it very coolly, very calmly. As she didn't know. You gotta if you're thinking about voting for her, just get out the debate where Ramaswamy asks her about the provinces in or or counties or obas, which is the right term, in um, in Ukraine that she wants to fight for, wants to use billions of dollars for them and save them from the Russians. He said, can you name two or three? I don't remember. Two or three. She couldn't name any. And she looked like a total jerk. Ooh, the strangest looking look. I got to tell you, it was a weird, weird look. And uh, and then look at the other two, uh, Christie and um, and DeSantis. <laughs> I think they they seem to actually look like. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Please don't ask me. <laughs> we we. I don't think they knew the answer either. What do you think? I do not think they knew the answer. So, Nikki is counting on uh, New Hampshire, where she has one poll that has her within 40%, uh, 4%, sorry, she probably is 40%, but really the average is about 14. So, I don't, I don't know if that means anything. And then she's got her own state where she's down by 30, maybe 40 which is probably the most telling of all. When you get wiped out in your own state and you were the governor, it's got to tell you you can't be president. So let's go to Lewis in Florida. Ah, Rudy Giuliani, good to hear from you. Well, thank you, Lewis. How are you? I missed you. It's been a while. I might be coming to visit to New York to see my mom. I'd love to go visit the radio station, but if not... Oh, you can. But uh, Huh? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I, but you're more closer to me now because you're in, uh, you're, you're in, uh, the Palm Beach, Palm Beach mm-hmm. and I'm in Ocala mm-hmm. now, National Forest. But anyway, what we are going through right now in America and in the world is lawlessness. And Psalms 917 says, when a nation turns its back on God, it is turned to hell. And I want to share with you Matthew 24. I go to a Messianic congregation, and we my pastor is Italian. And Matthew Yehu, which is Matthew twenty four twelve to thirteen, and because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. The only cure to this is Second Chronicles seven fourteen, which is, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, repent, pray, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive them of their sin, and heal their land. And uh, most people, you know, are public schools. I grew up in New York. I went, I went to special ed. I, 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 I went to Lifeline for Child Development. I was sheltered from public schools. Most of my teachers were Jewish. 
but but uh, public schools took away God. They took prayer out of schools, and that's where it started. Well, I, I agree with you that the, the this all started with the major effort to take God out of schools, public discussion, uh, to create um, almost a thing where... Well, I mean, the intellectuals believe that if you if if you believe in God, you're stupid, you're uneducated, and you're stupid. Uh, because really, because they they come to that through Marxism, and if you read Marx, Marx um, Marx decided he was God, that God was an insult to uh, to him, to him, his intelligence. In fact, at, at certain points, he thought he was Satan. And uh, the, the removal of God is critical to their being able to take control of you, uh, because uh, whether whether um, whether it's uh, one religion or another, Catholic, Catholic, Protestant, or Jewish, you're learning uh, precepts about being a good person and leading a good life, which is the Ten Commandments. Think about that. What 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 do they lead up to? So uh, if you're going to do that, you're not going to be able to be manipulated by them. And then that's why they have to get rid of parents, too. This whole thing about the state taking over the education. I mean, it's outrageous that we actually have um, people who argue that, you know, children can mutilate themselves uh, without the parents being told. The state can, can regulate that. Well, Matt Hitler, you have belonged to the state. That, too. You don't belong to your parents. Let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, uh, Pete. In Brooklyn. Hello, hello. Pete, are you there? No, I'm Steve. Okay, but I'm Brooklyn. Maybe I'm the person who you want to talk to. First of all, I didn't call about this, but I absolutely agree with the previous caller that our problem is that we don't have the Lord with us. Actually, we have, but we don't realize. They tried living without the Lord in Russia, it did not work. They're trying to turn back to us and trying to copy our ways to believe in the Lord, and we are successful. Same thing. It is a long story. I don't know if we have time to listen to that. I don't. Uh, I, I don't. don't. I got a lot. I got other people. Just tell me your point. And... Okay. It was about uh, Jordan. They don't want to let in the Palestinians because yes. Palestinians wage two wars against them. Of course, they don't want to let them in. Yes. And the Palestinians, if they let them in anywhere, they claim that that land, wherever they went, is their property forever. So, of course, nobody wants to let them in. Because they know that these are not peaceful guys. These are terrorists. We <laughs> imagine that they're peaceful. I mean, there's the same thing with Sisi in Egypt. He, he won't let them cross that border. He put up a gigantic barrier, a fence. He would not let them in, you know, for the, uh, since, since they took over Gaza, he has not let Palestinians in that, in that country. And right now, he won't take a damn single refugee. And neither will Abdullah. And Iran gives them money and trains them uh, to go to war and uses them as proxies so they can get killed. But you think Iran's going to let them in? And the only ones that, uh, that, uh, Cutter lets in are the ones that have billions of dollars, the ones that are stealing the money that we send to them, which is what's been going on in Palestine for years, and it started with Arafat 
and uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton let him steal like crazy. And when Bill Clinton gave him a solution to possible war and everything he wanted and sold out Israel, Arafat told him to go to hell because the money would be cut off. I mean, is it beginning to sound a little like something else? I don't know. Maybe. Let's go to Mike. Is that Rudy? Yeah, Mike. How are you? Okay. Listen, uh, in regard to January 6th, mm-hmm. okay, I think the uh, FBI was embedded and uh, helped orchestrate what went on. They were part of it. Uh, as per uh, Clay Higgins, one of the congressmen, he gave a good uh, interview with Tucker, and he made a lot of sense. Now, the five what did he say? police officers... Tell, tell, tell everybody what he said. Just give us a brief description of what he said. Well, he said they have evidence that um, uh, FBI agents were within the protesters and uh, and that um, uh, the, the people uh, had um, infiltrated and were using uh, Trump uh, insignia, hats and whatnot. And beside that... I was thinking about those so-called Capitol Police that committed suicide. Could they have well, been the ones by Ashley Babbitt when she was shot? I I, don't, I think that there that the Ashley Babbitt case is a case that had to be investigated as a first-degree homicide case. Uh, I'm not even sure. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. Criminally negligent homicide is enough. There are too many, too many, um, too much evidence of a setup. Uh, and I'm going to tell you the first time I said that, you're going to find it really strange. And I, and I have the tape, of course. That was January 8th of uh, 2001. I had a po- podcast, did it from Washington, uh, two days after, and I said this is a setup. Uh, and I did that because I had the Sullivan tape, and Sullivan has three or four uh, 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 tweets and texts that he sent out inviting Antifa to come there and disrupt the rally and take the president out. He actually has uh, uh, tweets and and, uh, texts that amount to a threat on the life of the president. Also, if you listen to him uh, on the day before, on January 5, he threatens taking the president out. Now, those are ambiguous words, I know, but ambiguous words are, for purposes of that statute, interpreted that way. They arrest a lot of people that you would say, well, you can't really tell whether they're serious or not. Well, they don't wait where the president's involved to find out if they're serious. If you say, like, in, I'm going to kill the president, the uh, Secret Service will arrest you. I ask you, what the hell are you talking about? And why this guy wasn't arrested has to mean the Secret Service wasn't really paying attention for 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 Trump. Plus, he will tell you his his texts go right to Antifa and invite them to come there to disrupt the rally. This is why they're hiding all the evidence and why the J six people destroyed the testimony. Whoever heard of destroying the testimony? We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts very shortly. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. There's Rudy Giuliani back with the mayor's final thoughts. 
Brought to you by Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is the organization. <coughs> Excuse me. Tunnel to Towers is the organization that is there for our members of our services, uh, military, civilian, who get injured in the line of duty or who are fatally shot and killed and terrible. They're there immediately to take care of the home and the mortgage on the home, and they're there to take care long-term if there's a need for very special housing because the person is catastrophically injured. Uh, is the, I think the greatest organization in America. And they're asking you for $11 a month so they can care, take care of our most important people. Now, I think I have time for this. I would like to play uh, for, for, uh, for, uh, for you uh, num- number 14 and 15. This is Michael Byrd. At the time, uh, right after he shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, he is basically lying his backside off, which uh, would, at a trial, be called a false exculpatory statement. And the judge would charge the jury that this could be used as evidence of his intent to commit murder. Lying. These are, this, this, this is, uh, if you've watched the tape, this is totally untrue, what he's saying. He's setting up a false alibi. And um, he, he didn't realize that it was on tape, that uh, Sullivan was sent there to uh, capture it for history and also seemed to know exactly when the gun was going to come out. That's not a whole, another whole thing. But let's listen to 14 and 15. We got shots fired in the lobby. We got five shots fired in the lobby of the house chamber. Shots have been fired at us, and it went to the five rocket bill. We have guns drawn. Don't make sure we leave that in. Don't leave that in. Now, the second one. Tom McCassie, shots fired on the house floor again. Well, I mean, so... We got an injured person. I believe that person was shot. Okay. So, I mean, let's, let's, let, let's just go over that for a second. Shots fired. There are no shots fired. There were a shot fired by him, and he killed her immediately. Number two, uh, there, there weren't guns drawn. No guns were drawn. This is setting up, this is setting up uh, uh, a way of getting out of it. And then he acts like he doesn't know who shot her. He just he just shot and killed her. Uh, so I mean, what that? What else do you need? I mean, you you look at that. I looked at that on the evening, late afternoon and evening of January sixth, two thousand and twenty-one, and I said to myself, "This is just awful, like a first-degree murder. There's no excuse for this. This man is not in jeopardy of his life. He never said he was actually in the grand jury." There were uh, as many cops around. There. It was like he was in a police precinct. Uh, she had every reason to believe she'd be okay for her to go over. The cops abandoned guarding Pelosi's office. It was, it was almost as if, like with the shaman, they, they invited them in. And then he shoots and kills her for no reason. And nobody cares. The Biden people don't care. Well, God bless America. We care. And what, there's going to be justice for Ashley Babbitt. Real justice. Real justice.